It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. Car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Alstel. Welcome to Car con Carne, episode 707. I'm James Van Osdell, and as I'm recording this on the evening of Thursday the 24th, the news is scary. It's uncomfortable. It's It's been really rough to watch today. And if anything, I hope this podcast is a nice distraction, a way to dip out from everything, if only for a few minutes. Tomorrow on the podcast, Friday the 25th, Terry from Bronte Fall, that band playing at the hideout Saturday night, along with Colin Peterick. Next week, the Medieval Torture Museum. Also, I'm hosting one of two benefit nights for Situation Chicago. Those are happening at the Empty Bottle in March. I'll have Situation Chicago organizer Trey Elder on a little bit before that happens. Also next month, it's the return of Local H and a visit to the infamous Wiener Circle. So the economics of the music industry are generally stacked against bands. So when musicians can find a partner that treats them fairly, that's something worth celebrating. Bifocal Media makes band shirts. Super cool. Limited run. Gotta have them band shirts and their partnerships with the artists and the artists split the revenues with bifocal 50 50 charles cardello is the founder of bifocal media bifocalmedia.com and he joins us tonight charles we hear it all the time bands used to make money from their music but that's not the way it works anymore it's all about the merch so based on that having a strong merch strategy a merch partner seems to be everything in the present day uh, it's not everything, but it's, it's definitely easy money for the bands. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's money without having to record and write and tour, you know, uh, when you work with us anyway. Let's talk about some of the collaborations. I mean, I, I see collaborations with the likes of Circle Jerks and Dinosaur Jr., Devo, DJ Lance, David Yao, uh, a celebrated, uh, former Chicagoan, David Yao, um, how did how did you get into these trusted partnerships with all these really cool artists? Um, we started as um, a video production and company and a record label, and just through I don't know years of working in the industry, we made some relationships, and um, had a we published a few books for the comic artist Brian Walsby. And he had a lot of connections with um, kind of 80s hardcore royalty and um, kind of hard nuts to crack, so to speak. And um, I I don't know. He worked at a grocery store and he hated it. And I was like, why don't you? He had all this notoriety as an artist, a visual artist. And I don't think he realized that. <laughs> so I, I he's was close friends with uh, Buzz from the Melvins. So one day we were at coffee and uh, that's what I did when I was in my 20s. I just drank coffee till noon and then <laughs> I worked. But um, no, I, I asked him to ask Buzz from Melvin's if they wanted to do a shirt just so I could prove that he could make some money from his art. And uh, they were close friends. So Buzz agreed, even though he had we, we had done a couple CDs with the Melvin's that went with Brian's books. So we had a sort of a relationship there, but we did the shirt and, uh, you know, a month later I handed Brian a check, you know, uh, for, you know, 
over a thousand bucks. And he was just like, wow. <laughs> so, you know, he, so the first, like, I didn't, the first, like, probably 20 shirts we did with Brian and just bands that knew of him and um, people got paid quickly. Um, so, you know, and a lot of their friends were in bands. So they told them that we paid quickly and that we made quality stuff. And it's kind of a, an artsy fartsy limited thing too. So you're not going to find these shirts at hot topic. Um, you know, and there's, you know, if you don't get it when we have it, it's just, you just have to wait for the next one, you know, it's, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. That, that kind of small batch collectible mentality. Yeah. I get and it. I love we're it. Not charging an arm and a leg for them. Like we could, um, there, we keep the prices under 30 bucks for most of them. So people like that. I mean, I guess it just snowballed like one band leads to another leads to another. And then you're working with Devo somehow, or, you know, we have a shirt coming out next week for Bismarcky. We're working <laughs> with his, his wife. So it's like, okay, sure. You know, um, I would have never thought it would have gotten to this point, but I'm not complaining. It's fun. And as a side note, I think I go down a Devo, Devo rabbit hole about once a year. I was listening to Smart Patrol and Mr. DNA like two days ago. And I hope at some point the rest of the universe recognizes just how ahead of their time they still are. Yeah. No one sounds like Devo. Yeah, I don't think they're starving or anything. Well, for <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it it's kind of like, I don't know. It, they're like the Beatles for freaks, you know, like they're kind of like one of those bands that it, everybody likes, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, just when people hear them, they like them. You know, they're one of those bands. Can you show us some of your shirts? Like, do you mind holding them up to the camera? No. Yeah, I'll show you some shirts. I just happened to Walk have us some through. here All right. in a big pile. All right. These are, most of these are kind of newer things. This is uh, the Melvins. Lord of the Flies with a giant fly. That's, that's that uh, three-quarter, that baseball jersey-looking style. Yeah, that's by Thomas Hazelmeyer. Uh, that's awesome amphetamine reptile records fame let's see all right and that's cool so that's for people just listening for people just listening that it's that bold kind of fluorescent green color and it's black and white that's a striking look on that he he does all this stuff with uh, thomas hazelmeyer does all these with uh linoleum so he engraves the design a negative into linoleum and then puts the ink on there and presses. So all his designs are done that way. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, he's he's pretty badass artist. This one is uh, by the kind of a famous rock photographer, Ron Spencer, who took uh, most of the famous pictures of the germs. And um, that's the germs. And that's a Ron Spencer photo. And Ron, can you see it okay? Yes. Hey, what I like about that, it looks almost like one of those old iron-on transfer t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, yeah, so that one came about because Chris Sherry drew one of his photos. And he was so cool. I had no idea that Chris had drawn. Uh, I, I didn't know. Like, we were, it was a while ago. And uh, Ron posted the shirt. Even though it was his photograph, we we referenced without his permission. He posted the shirt and said, this thing's badass. You should check it out, even though I'm not getting paid. So I immediately got in touch with him and 
made sure he got paid. And that led to us doing this shirt with him. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, he's an awesome dude. He does a pretty amazing radio show too, but uh, okay. So this is uh De Kreutzen from, I think oh, that's Milwaukee, right. You know, like, yeah, old look at these hardcore band. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a redux of their, their first EP cover by Abe Brennan. And uh, that's pretty He's Abe does these really detailed line work. Uh huh. He did. He just sent me the drawing and I did the color and the type on it. But cows yeah, and beards, black and red. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, this one. We're working with this artist from I believe she's from since uh, she's from uh, Ohio. Uh, Columbus, I think I could be wrong, but check this out. This is a uh, peppermint ray gun. That's Mike Watt. She does these amazing uh, just illustrations. That's and, uh, amazing. I think we're going to start working with her on a bunch of stuff. From, if she'll have us. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Like this awesome punk rock woman from Ohio. And uh, the new bomb Turks got us in touch with her because we've done a lot of shirts with them. And they were like, you got to check out this artist. So. And then Mike Watchert is the second Minutemen, Minutemen reference of the evening. Oh, yep, yep. Well, I have good Mike Watt stories, but I'll, uh, that'll have to be the next <laughs> one. Um, oh, there. You were talking about? There, oh, man. That is Can you see going, okay? going, going, gone. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I got one of these for my, this is mine, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a keeper uh, for sure. No means no. Wrong cover redux by Chris Sherry. Oh my God. That's so great. Yeah. This is one of those ones that we redid. The The initial version of this was on red. We sold 500 of them in like four days. I bet. So like eight months later, we, we did this just because. And these shirts do all the marketing for you. I mean, because people see these and they're thinking, oh my God, that's the coolest. Where did you get that? How come I've never seen that before? Yeah, 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 that's the idea that hopefully, you know, they're not going to find it. You know, one thing that does suck is, is I issue about six or seven cease and desists a month because people will just take the designs and do a really shit like rip off. I've seen that happen. That's taking it from an image this big from the website and trying to print it. Oh, that's Uh, gross. Don't buy those. If you see the the bootlegs, this is a old college friends of ours started really? a band and uh they're uh real avet brothers they're like a big folk rock oh yeah now but uh that's by uh this is the second avet brothers shirt we did everyone likes this, the avet brothers this is from a uh, friend of mine tyler wolf he was in that band valiant thor oh yeah he was a bass player in valiant thor but he's a pretty badass artist too and an old really old friend of mine so and those Avent Brothers guys went to the same little shit college I went to. So. All right. So what's the colorful one that your arm's resting on right now? This? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is DJ Lance Rock. Yes. DJ Lance. Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, yo Gabba Gabba. Yes. That? Yes. That's, okay, good. That is as colorful and as vibrant as you would expect for a DJ Lance t-shirt. This is a star studded. It's got Mark Mothersbaugh. Uh, from Devo, Ian Mackay, Keith Morris, 
bunch of people, Lou Barlow, Jello Biafra, Milo Ackerman from Descendants, Bill from Descendants, John Reese, Hot Snakes, Bismarck Key up there. It's like a modern version of the Some Girls album by the Stones. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, we got permission to use all these folks. And uh, 15% of the profits from this one go to the Bismarck Key Just a Friend Foundation, which helps underprivileged kids and stuff. So, so, that's so that one's the, still available? Yeah, yes. It's, it, that's limited to 500. I think we still have 100 left. Oh, but awesome. we haven't done like the second big round of here, look at our stuff. Well, I like the, I like the charitable component too. That hopefully will motivate some people. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's Plus, it kind of feels good to... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Big star. Big, big star. star. Who, I mean, how many big star t-shirts have you seen in your lifetime? I mean, really? I've only seen the star one. The, the, you know what? They just, they issue, this is by Brian Walsby, by the way. And uh, Brian met Jody from Big Star when he was touring with the Melvins as their uh, merch guy. And they went to Ardent Studios where Jody works. And that J Brian gave him um, a parody drawing he had done. And that led to us being able to do a Big Star t-shirt. That's super cool. Yes. Yeah, that's the way these all work pretty much. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Um, <laughs> JFA by Aaron, tattoo artist Aaron Coleman. That's fantastic. The colors are amazing. It's a red t-shirt. Let's see what else. Oh, this is uh, Acid Mother's Temple shirt by Jay Holmes of uh, Tokyo by way of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. <laughs> Super trippy, psychedelic. Looks like it just came off the press in 1973. Yeah, that was. I think that was the, uh, the uh -huh. idea. But yeah, that one's pretty awesome. Uh, like the, oh. the kids who wear those shirts to school, they've got detention. <laughs> oh <laughs> that's amazing these the shirts are so cool yeah they just did a new record they yeah. just recorded a new record um this one <laughs> this one took forever and uh I'm one of, this is one of the ones i was most excited about it seems like the people that we actually know take the longest to say yes to us like the like the people that we're, we've known forever are like ah oh, we'll see and then you know they're super picky about the art and everything but this is uh, this one is one of my favorites super chunk um this is by ron liberty who was uh he's a chapel hill like print uh i don't know he's been there forever he, like he's done cat's cradle uh posters since as long as i since the 90s when i started going to shows as a teenager wait hold it up again it has i, I can't quite put it's the a, put the surfers. era together it feels very like 1983 maybe i it, it definitely feels like inspired from a long time ago yeah all his stuff is like screen prints where he just kind mm -hmm. of like gets in a zone and does whatever and you know he makes this was from a poster for a show and I saw it and I was like, we should, after, I think yes. I tried like six different super chunk ideas and they were, Mac was like, mm -hmm, which is, you know, they want it to look like they want to, they want to like it, I guess, which is good. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great but one. But then finally I showed him this one and he was like, I think I just found it on Ron's 
Instagram page. And I was like, I mocked it up and sent it to Mac before I even asked Ron about it. Um, Cause we'd already tried some other ones. And uh, he was like, fine. He said, yeah, let's do that one. So I was really excited about that one because they're one of my favorite bands. They're one of the first bands I ever saw when I was a kid too. So, and that leaves a mark. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another Thomas Hazelmeyer. Mud honey. I uh, love that. I mean, the logo is so animated and, and fun. And it, this, I mean, this looks like a gig poster for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to start doing skateboards and this is one I might want to try to bug yeah. them on a skateboard because uh, it's kind of has that vibe to it. For sure. So the economics, this reminds me, I mean, it's publicly known. It's 50-50 split with the artists. It's, everything's very straightforward. It reminds me of when I first became aware of indie labels, when I first became aware of touch and go and Steve Albini business, business ethics. I mean, it's just, everything's straightforward. No bullshit. No, no industry. Yeah. We don't even do, I mean, we've done a couple contracts, but um, with licensing companies, but other than that, it's all just trust. And then people, usually people get paid before they expect it, which is good. So yeah, nobody's complained yet <laughs> um, that I, not to me anyway people seem stoked on the whole setup and a lot of bands that have exclusive licensing deals with other companies will do a shirt with us uh, because we're only doing say 300 of them and the, the licensing companies seem okay with it. So it's cool with me. It's you were fun. telling me right before we started recording tonight, things really accelerated during the pandemic, which makes sense to me. I mean, I was one of those people who, was doing just tons of online commerce. Like I, I couldn't wait to have things delivered to my door. Yeah. It just it was like, oh, here's here's a message from the outside world. What's it going to be today? Is it going to be a record? Is it going to be a t-shirt, a book? Like well, people were bored and they had free money coming at them. So, you know, it was like, I'm going to shop. <laughs> and, uh, you know, also when, you know, I had a real job. I, I ran an ad agency for, up until like five years ago and when i left that i looked for jobs for a little while and then i was i discovered facebook ads mm -hmm. which is weird i i discovered that you could target back then you could you can't now but you could say i want people who like the Minutemen to see my ad i i want and i could i figured out that i could i could target like the tiniest little indie <laughs> thrash band and, and the people who liked that band would see the ad. It's not like that anymore. But um, when I figured that out, I was like, well, maybe, maybe I could make a living, like a real living, not like a college student living, but like a real living as a, an adult with kids and stuff um, and a mortgage. Maybe I could make a living at this. And at the time, I was only working with Brian Walsby. This is like five years ago. So that's when I decided to start like going through my record collection and seeing who did the artwork for the bands and started forming relationships with the visual artists um, rather than just the bands. And that's when it really took off. Now, during the pandemic, um, I had a lot more time uh, to work because I wasn't doing anything social. I wasn't traveling. So I just started putting, you know, 40, 50 hours a week into it. And that 
combined with the fact that people were bored and shopping online and bands needed extra revenue because they weren't touring. So everybody was quick to, to work with us all of a sudden. Bands were before, you know, 2000 bucks might not have been worth even talking to me about. All of a sudden they were like, all right, that's 2000 bucks, you know? So it's like, it just became easier to do everything. And then people just started buying lots of stuff. And I expected it to slow down, but still crazy at this point. Well, and for music fans, myself included, the ability to help an artist and have a keepsake souvenir from the helping out. That's awesome. Whether it's, you know, contributing to Bandcamp Day or buying a T-shirt from Bifocal. I mean, it's you're helping the artist and it, there's something that feels really great about it knowing okay i can't go to shows right now or i couldn't go to shows then here's just a minor thing i can do to contribute to the overall cause yeah that and i think people like a limited edition item you know like i mean i'm i'd be a lot more i'd be a lot quicker to pull the trigger on a dead milkman shirt if i knew there was only 100 of them or mm -hmm. 150 of them or a melvin shirt we've done a few where we only did 150 and they typically sell out in, you know, a day or two because people are people want one, you know, and they know they're not going to be around in a week. So it's uh, yeah, it's fun because when you make film, I, I worked in, you know, that industry for most of my life as an adult. Um, you you have a project and it takes sometimes years to get it done. And then you you get that feeling of accomplishment and, you know, you get that high of artistic whatever like with the shirts these are all projects that start with an idea and contacting the band and then there's all this collaboration between me and uh if i'm not the designer the designer of the shirt and the illustrator and the band and all the members of the band and sometimes the managers so you you have all these big projects that have all these separate elements similar to film but they're done in like I can get a shirt done in a week sometimes. And then it's, you know, it's just like, boom, I'm on to the next. Whereas with film, it takes a year to get that feeling with this. It's like, it's just a lot of quick, you get a lot of quick feedback from people you get um, to make some art and, you know, and I, we used to put out a lot of records too, you know, and, and uh, you know, that takes forever. And, and even, even longer now. Yeah. Yeah. Way longer now <laughs> and way more expensive now. <laughs> Speaking of filmmaking, video, your roots, I, I'm still waiting and still kind of expecting something of a music video renaissance to happen. I, I kind of thought it would happen when the pandemic started as bands couldn't tour and get out there just as a way to get their visions out into the universe. Do you think having a video strategy is a good move for artists moving forward? I mean, it's probably it's a rhetorical question, but I think the answer is yes, right? Yeah, especially if, you know, you can come up with something good and unique. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of bands that 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 just made weird, kooky videos. And that's what made the band, um, you know, especially now with social media and whatever right. the kids are looking at. <laughs> whatever the kids are looking at. Thinking about the limitedness of what you're doing as we're recording this on the 24th of February. Uh, it was a couple days ago you did a limited totally badass agent orange shirt limited to 300 are those gone as i'm as we're talking i think there's like they will be gone here's a, typically like um i think i have like 50 left but i haven't really we 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 do the initial push where we tell everybody 
what we've got in the band post it. And then when the shirt comes in, I usually take a real picture of it instead mm-hmm. of a lock up, which is on the website. And then the band posts that real picture and that usually finishes them off for a band like Agent Orange. Um, that's the Chris Sherry design. Um, we, we actually did that design on a different color years ago and it sold out like in three or four days. So it's, it gets, if the band posts, that's our, where 90% of our promotion comes from is from the bands. If, typically if a band like that does a post on Facebook, the shirt will sell out quickly. Um, well, and you know, from just watching sales and response online, which designs really pop, which designs really react. Is there the temptation or have you brought designs back into circulation based on overwhelming demand or just a gut feeling like, ah, we got to do this again. Yeah. But we always change them so that whoever got <clears throat> the first batch of them still has a unique product or whatever. I think we've done it for like, <clears throat> probably like 20 different designs. We've done that, but we change it. We like, we would never just bring back the same thing. Like sometimes we'll do it. Like lately we've been doing these baseball tees with the mm-hmm. three quarter sleeves. Yeah. Um, and those are, you know, something different or we'll do a hoodie mm-hmm. just to, you know, if we bring something back, but no, we'd never do the same exact thing again. Um, Cause we could just do something new. It's, it's like vinyl. Second pressing is different color. You might have a splatter vinyl pressing right. for the second run or a, the limited purple version for the third. So everyone, they have the same thing, but it's their own special yeah. limited. Well, and usually we don't do it unless like if I get, if I get 40 emails from people begging me to, to repress a shirt, I'm probably going to do it, you know, on a different color. Um, so most of the time we do less the second time, but you know, people, people are happy when they come back because they seem to do just as well the second time around if we do a different color. So, but we haven't done that with too many of them. Um, just, well, just the ones where people didn't maybe get it the ones that sell out in like three or four days we do those sometimes so will the descendants x-men have another go around no that's done (laughs) done done? yeah we're just not doing any more parodies like um we're just kind of over the parody thing and that one was a parody so if we do something the thing with them is they're just they don't need us they're just being nice to us by letting us do the shirts with them uh, because we have mutual friends and they have a huge amount of respect for, um, for Brian Walsby, it seems, and his art. So usually when he proposed, we've done, we've got an all shirt that's still up that has all three of the singers mm-hmm. from that band's past or, you know, this it's the same band without Milo singing, but um, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not reissuing any of the parodies. <laughs> Along the lines of Descendants, were they the first pop punk band? I don't know. Were they? I think. I think the Buzzcocks were around before that's, Descendants. That's you could argue that the Sex Pistols were pop punk, really. I guess you could probably I argue mean, the same thing for Ramones. Stuff is pretty darn bouncy. <laughs> it's all sure. kind of pop punk to me. All right. So as you're sitting, you're in the office. I, we're recording this late. Uh, on a on a Thursday night, I am keeping you over time, and I apologize for that. But as you're sitting there in the office, what, what are you working on? Can you tell us what, anything that's coming next so that we should keep our eyes out for? I was working on actually that Bismarcky shirt. I might let me see if I can. I don't want to waste your time. Not at all. 
but um, let's see if I can find a picture of it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll get crazy and I'll take a picture of it with my phone and then show you the picture of that I took with my phone. It's recycled. Let's see. Here we are on this digital platform communicating. <laughs> You're going to take a picture of your computer and share it over this digital communication. I don't know. <laughs> Surely there's another way. I don't have it on my phone yet. So here, this is a terrible picture, but here you, you'll get the idea. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, well, here you go. This is top secret. You ready? I'm ready. So this, this, can you, can you even see it? There oh, yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's Biz Marquee. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, Chris Sherry digital drawing. And I don't know if you're familiar with Chris, but he's kind of like the, Everybody in Southern California knows Chris Sherry if you're in a band, especially if you're, if you're in a pop or in a punk band, mm -hmm. you know, Chris Sherry. but uh, he does. He's the guy who does all the descendants work. Uh, you know, he's their official artist. Mm -hmm. um, but so he's the also like a drama teacher, I think. <laughs> the biz shirt looks awesome. I, I love I love the business model. I love the fact that it's ethical in dealing with the artists. I love the exclusivity and the uniqueness of each release and it's just you, you tapped into something cool i mean making film i'm sure is awesome I, I mean i know you have some history in the midwest working on the braid documentary back in the day um but i i love i love this whole thing you're doing it's super cool keep doing Thanks. what you do <laughs> uh so the website again is bifocalmedia.com that's it yep right on charles cardello thank you yeah thank you